Welcome back to the Writer's Nook Podcast. I'm Hannah Bauman, editor and writing coach. And I'm Leah Davis, a fantasy and romance writer. In this episode, we are going to define the different types of plotters. The plotter and the pantser, aka the gardener and the architect. So there are some people who stand firmly in one category or the other, and that's fine. But a lot of people are somewhere in between, and this really is not a rigid binary, but kind of a sliding scale that changes from person to person and even book to book with the same author. There are benefits to working with plotting ideals. While plotting can certainly give you guidance while you draft, allowing yourself to write part of your novel by the seat of your pants can bring about some much-needed progress. So a plotter or an architect is someone who needs to know not only their plot, but their world and their character arcs before they sit down to write. They have everything laid out before them to mitigate any questions that pop up along the way. Instead of asking themselves what happens next as they go, the plotter can reference a very carefully written outline. And when the plotter needs to know what kind of transportation is available in their world, they probably have it somewhere in their notes already. On the other hand, a pantser or a gardener starts drafting with only the concept and a rough idea of the world. In this method, the story grows as they write. It's much like a journey of discovery or a garden that needs tending. I know this can sound frightening and uncertain to some people, but it totally works for others. Uh, Which type do you prefer, Hannah? Uh, So I'm definitely more of a plotter. I'm very type A, so having an outline really helps me keep my thoughts organized and it also keeps me on track. Uh, But I do include room for flexibility in my outlines. So as I write, I let my brain work out some of the smaller details, and I also give myself permission to explore any new ideas that I might come up with. So for example, if I have something that deviates from my planned plot as I'm writing, I go ahead and, you know, open a new document, write out that idea, and see if I can fit it into my outline somehow. I'm what you might call a planter or a plotter who also pants along the way. Having a lot of structure before drafting can alleviate a lot of stress for some writers. Yeah, but I think too much structure can also make you feel like you're trapped in a box. How do you like to do things, Leah? I would probably stress you out. <laughs> I'm very much a pantser. While I'm a deft plot writer and work as a plot doctor for clients, One of the best parts about writing for me is being able to surprise myself. When I start writing, I usually have a very strong sense of character and conflict. I'll start drafting with my character's voice in mind and let myself wander from scene to scene. I've learned to clearly label and organize my folders because I don't work chronologically. Oh, I couldn't do that. (laughs) It's a bit of a messy um, progress, but... In the end, it's very fun to piece them back together in an order that is refreshing. Um, Because of that, I save each scene in its own file that I can later copy and paste them in whichever order is the best at that time. After a while, my story will begin to feel boring. Of course, it's because I've been knee-deep in it for a while. It's at this point that I can stop and ask myself what would shake up the story most. What would hinder my characters at this stage? Because I haven't worked out a full plot, changing the direction of the story doesn't change any of my plans. I have no plot points that hinge on a specific event happening later. I can effectively free so. Uh, definitely messy for me, but, you know, if it works, it works, right? <laughs> I'm such a mess. <laughs> uh, while you might 
think you exist on one end of the spectrum or the other, you might find working somewhere in between could benefit you the most. Yeah, absolutely. By working in a fair amount of world building um, and having a skeletal plot, you give yourself breathing room to make changes as you draft. This kind of pre-written plot outline uh, helps you on days when you just don't know what to write, which, you know, that can be really helpful for writer's block. And after all, though, you don't need this big, massive spreadsheet and documents that are color-coded with every planned detail, uh, you know, stuck in there. Hint, hint, that would be me. Um, You can still outline and plot without being a full-on architect. So a skeleton plot is kind of what you would want. It includes your basic plot structure and some world-building stuff. You need to know the ideas that fall in the beginning, middle, and end of your story. But other than that, it's pretty bare bones, if you will. Pun definitely intended. (laughs) And keeping this skeleton metaphor going, you'll also want to have some of the muscles and soft tissue planned out. After all, you need to know some of the rules of your world, like who has power, who doesn't, and how your main characters can work in or around that system to achieve their goal. The bones, aka plot, can't stand up all by itself without some meat. And having an understanding of your world and that wiggle room in your plot helps you when your story begins to feel predictable, because after all, the best twists generally happen somewhere between plotting and pantsing. They happen when you have all your pieces laid out, but you can still move them around. This does require a bit of a plot, though. Having characters, scenes, and an overall vision and idea of what you want to do gives you something to work with and somewhere to start. Once you know what's expected of your story, you can actually pinpoint where something that might be predicted can actually get chaotic and, you know, make things go awry. A nice plot twist. This is the epitome of planting or combining the plotting and pantsing methods. Yes, plot twists. Those are definitely fun and important for any story. What are some of your favorite plot twists? Uh, Recently, I don't want to do any spoilers, but King of Scars was pretty good. And then at the very end, there were several plot twists that were so hype. I remember texting you that night and being like, Hannah, this book is so good. Hannah, this just happened. Hannah, that just happened. You did, but sadly I have not gotten around to reading that one yet, as of recording this podcast in early 2019. You need to read some other books, because another good plot twist I'm thinking of now is Wicked King by Holly Black. The series is great. I will definitely have to add that one to my list. I've actually been working on um, some stuff for clients, and of course, you know, I'm not going to give anything away because... The clients haven't published yet, and that's up to them. But I will say there was a very unexpected plot twist in something recently that I really did not see coming. Um, and it had to do with the relationship between two characters. And I was I was really blown away by it. Because, you know, I read a lot, and I write a lot, and I edit a lot. So I've seen a lot of things, but that was a new one. Was it Samantha's book? No, it was not Samantha's book. No, Uh, she would probably appreciate it, though. I think she would really like it. So once that book is out, I can tell you guys. But until then, it's a secret. No. (laughs) But, you know, plot twists, I think they can come in any form, right? Like 
They can be relationships between characters, um, any kind of subplot. Where else can you put in a plot twist? Who your perceived villains are. <laughs> you could think that you, your character is running down this specific villain, but once they get to the truth of the story, it could turn it on its head, and that person isn't actually the villain. There's another mastermind behind these actions. Ah, okay. That is exactly what happened in that secret plot twist I was telling you about, but it was the characters that was what made it so unique. So that's that's one of my favorites, I think. That was a similar plot twist in King of Scars as well. It twisted back and forth, actually. Ooh. Which was very interesting. Yeah. And see, that's the fun of planting, you guys, is you can throw in all these crazy things that really give your story more depth and intrigue and uniqueness that writers, or excuse me, readers may not be expecting. Hopefully they're not expecting them. So at the end of the day, keep in mind that there really is no right or wrong way to prepare your story. Whatever helps you write and get the most out of your story is the right way for you to go about your writing process. Whether that's pantsing, plotting, or something in between, do what feels right for you and facilitates your creative process. I think when asked how we work, we both gave examples of different places between plotting and pantsing. While Hannah sits very close to the plotter archetype, she doesn't allow her story to be nailed down by a predetermined plot. She allows new thoughts and ideas and epiphanies to influence her story by checking the pre-written plot and making sure it fits into the structure of what she has planned. I'm very much on the other end, much closer to a pantser. My skeletal plot guides me in the right direction and keeps me from getting lost, but leaves a lot of room for me to explore my story and change the themes as I'm moving forward. Next time, we'll be talking about first drafts, including what makes up a first draft and what to do once you reach that milestone. Don't forget to subscribe to the Writer's Nook podcast on your favorite app. And if you have any questions or want to chat with us in the meantime, you can find us on social media at Writer's Nook Pod or email us at podcast at btleditorial.com. We love hearing from you guys and getting questions. See you next time. Planet Music at www.purple-planet.com for our intro and outro music.